You're listening to the Sabrina Phillip podcast. This year, I made one of the hardest decisions ever. I closed down my inner circle. In this episode, I explain the reasons why I decided to close down a program that had brought in $2 million for my business, how I communicated this change to my clients, and how I've closed down the program. Keep listening. You're listening to the Sabrina Phillip podcast. In this show, online business coach and self-made millionaire Sabrina Phillip shows you how to do entrepreneurship your way. She moved to Bali with $800 in her bank account and just one year later had scaled her business to seven figures. Sabrina has been featured in Forbes, Business Insider, Goldcast, and Cosmopolitan. Using her signature, intentional, manageable, profitable framework, Sabrina helps women make millions online. Currently traveling the world, tune in each week as she reveals the best tips, tricks, and strategies for creating the intentional life and business of your dreams. Here's your host, Sabrina Phillip. Welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about why I closed down my inner circle program and what comes next. So my inner circle program has been kind of the creme de la creme of my business for three and a half years now. And literally every single week I get people messaging me saying, I'm going to be in your inner circle one day. So if you have ever had that thought or ever messaged me that, please go ahead and send me another message saying, yes, I listened to your podcast. That was totally me just because I want to see kind of the impact that this program has had. But Inner Circle, I think, was so powerful, not just for the people who are in it, but I think also for the people who are watching it. So I created that program. I had a first kind of iteration of that program that I tested at the beginning of 2019, and then I kind of fully kicked it off as a year-long program in the summer of 2019. And the premise of that program was to scale to a million dollars to scale to a seven figure business. So you had to be at at least multiple six figures. So let's say 200K minimum wanting to scale to seven figures. So what was really unique about that program was that it was a very, very high touch, high level mastermind with private coaching support. It was essentially private coaching level of interaction, but also with that group mastermind experience plus three in-person retreats all around the world. So we did retreats in Tulum twice. We did Positano. We did Scotland. We did Tampa. And then as you know, COVID hit in 2020. So we had some retreats scrapped. One was to Marrakesh in Morocco. And then one was for Iceland. The Iceland retreat became the Scotland retreat. So we kind of moved it to Scotland just so it was closer to home. And I had the support of you know, Paul in my house and things like that and just knowing everything. But Inner Circle was huge for my business. Um, I did a little bit of digging and we had um, 26 contracts for that program. So several clients would stay for two years, three years. I had one client who she's um, still in. She's on her second contract, but she was in my Bali Mastermind for a year prior to that. And I had another client who did two years in Inner Circle and was in Bali Mastermind for a year prior to that. So even though they might have done two years in Inner Circle, they had done three years in Masterminds with me. So this was the program that I created because I wanted to have the community that just didn't exist and the community that I wanted. So when I started my business, I was really kind of the first female coach to hit seven figures And I think there's a big difference between hitting seven figures as a coach versus hitting seven figures as a course creator 
were there other women who had hit seven figures as a course creator or a membership person or as an affiliate person? Sure. But as a coach, actually coaching clients and running a coaching business that didn't really exist in the online female space. I'm sure there were seven figure, you know, women executive coaches working with corporate, but kind of on the internet in the online space, that really wasn't a thing. So I had nobody that knew what I was going through, but also nobody who could kind of play or operate at the level that I was on. You know, I also just had this huge desire to travel. And so I wanted to have a program that made that possible where I could go on business trips to the most beautiful places around the world with the friends and with the community that I was really looking for. So with Inner Circle, I dug into the numbers and my clients um, in that program were paying anywhere between $60,000 and $72,000 for that program by the time it closed. So first year, January or July 2019, August 2019, uh, when we officially kicked off, the investment was a $12,000 deposit and then 11 monthly payments of $4,500, which was about $60K. And then the ending price when the program closed was 12 monthly payments of 6,000. So I got rid of the deposit in order to have a higher MRR from that. So I don't have the exact numbers, um, but it was in the range of 1.7 million to 2 million cash collected from just that program. So let's call it a $2 million program. This was a $2 million program for me and I loved it. I really can say that for me, Inner Circle has probably been the most rewarding thing I've ever done in my business, Um, just in terms of like the personal connections that I've made and the impact that I've been able to have. I mean, it really is such a special thing to have a client stay with you for three years. That is just mind blowing when I think about the fact that someone would keep investing in me year after year after year, knowing what a big investment that program is, right? That's someone investing multiple six figures and years of their life to work with me. So for me, it was just transformative. It was deeply rewarding in so many ways. And still, I closed it down. So I want to talk about that. I want to talk about the reasons for that. I want to talk about how I closed it down. And I also want to talk about what's next for me. So the first kind of reason why I decided to close down the inner circle is because I got what I wanted. So what I wanted was to have that community and those friends. And I got that. I got the lifelong best friends that I will be at their wedding. I will be in their wedding. They were at my zoom wedding since it was COVID. Um, You know, they've met my family. They've met my husband. They've met my dog. Like, you know, I've met their boyfriends. I've met their fiancés. I've met their husbands. So I got what I wanted. And I kept running it because my friends really loved it and the people who were in it really loved it. And I still loved it, but I also felt a call to do something different. And I knew that now that I had those friends, that that friendship wasn't necessarily going to go away just because the program was going away. One of my friends um, who did three years in um, Inner Circle and is now one of my private clients, she's actually going to come visit um, again here in Scotland with me and my husband. I don't know if it'll be Christmas or New Year's. We'll figure that out. But those trips that I wanted to do with my friends, I now get to go do that, right? I know that when I go to Florida, I can call my friend Caitlin and we can go to Disney or Jacksonville or Tampa or whatever. Like I know that when I go visit my friends and when they come visit me, we're still going to spend time and that friendship is super strong. So knowing that that friendship was super strong 
and knowing that I was starting to feel a call to do something else and wanting to kind of have those friendships outside of the program, I knew that it was kind of safe and it was time for me to, to kind of transition that. Um, because yeah, I think it was, it started to be like, I want to just have a trip and hang out as opposed to like, I want to be on a business trip, if that makes sense. So I know one thing I had talked about doing inside of my inner circle was a vacation. So like a ski vacation, like we'll go to Aspen or we'll go to Chamonix or something and the boyfriends and the husbands can come in and it's not really a business trip. We're just meeting up to go skiing together. And so kind of thinking that that's where my mindset was going. I was like, okay, well, these are now like friendships that I want to keep it pouring more into. I don't necessarily have to do that in the program. And so that kind of leads me to the second reason for why I closed it down, which is it was literally not worth my time. And I um, dug into the numbers. And so these numbers were based on year to date for June, 2022. So the numbers are probably even more skewed at this point. Um, But in my other programs, I was making on average $4,709 an hour. In the inner circle, on average, I was making $1,321. So that is a really big difference. Um, You know, that's over three times as much that I'm making in other programs, which I really don't think that matters as much, right? I still think $1,321 an hour is like a great hourly rate. So it's not so much that it wasn't enough money, but it's that it was too much time. So 69.8% of my coaching hours were going to the inner circle. So 70%, right? 69.8, 70% of my coaching hours, but it was less than 25% of my income at that point. So when I started my program, inner circle was probably, let's say 50% or 60% of my income. Every single year, it's gotten to be less and less and less and less. And the coaching hours have stayed pretty steady just because I have a really set schedule with that program. So I know how many coaching calls, how many private coaching calls, how much time in Voxer to expect. Um, And then also in my other programs, I was starting to kind of shift that and to have more freedom and space in those other programs. So I'm making less and less money, but I'm working as many hours. So 70% of my coaching hours, 25% of my income, the money wasn't so much the thing. It was the time because all of that time that was put into that program, I couldn't put that into anything else. So I had other programs that I wanted to scale and other things that I wanted to do. Something I'm starting to really think about seriously is having a book and having children and things like that. So I knew that I needed to start to get some of that time back. And for me, I had known that for a while, but it wasn't until I decided to look at the numbers and be like, okay, literally what did the numbers say? And when I saw that I was making 4,709 in one program and then 1321 in this program, less than a quarter of my income, that number dropping every single day, right? It was, you know, less than 25% of my income in June, 2022. I'm guessing by the end of the year, it'll be, I don't know, 15% or something, let's say, but 70% of my coaching hours then that just didn't make sense anymore and it wasn't sustainable. So it wasn't that I wanted to, that I didn't want to keep doing it. It was more so that I had other things that I wanted to do and I knew that this imbalance just wasn't right for me anymore. And that needed to change and it was a very scary decision. Um, Because again, like that's, that's a lot of money, right? Like that's not free. Like that's a lot of money that I was still making from that program, but I just knew it was time to do something else. So the third kind of reason why I decided to close down 
inner circle is COVID, I think was definitely a big change for all of us in the way that we run our businesses. And so for me, I was moving toward a very events based events, heavy business pre COVID. I was planning on doing, you know, two to three big conferences per year. I was doing my three trips per year in inner circle. I was doing another trip in my mastermind. So I had all of these events, but that just wasn't possible with COVID, right? It was nobody's fault. It was just a pandemic. But also when that's kind of a core feature of a program, it then becomes disappointing for me, but I think also for the clients to not be able to do that. And the other thing was there's also a big cost associated with running these trips. And so over the years, it got more and more expensive to run the events. And then that was also cutting into profit. So even though looking at a kind of clean break, 13, 21 an hour, that actually probably was much less than that because there's also a cost associated with running the actual events. So it just kind of cut into that a little bit and that became a little bit, not my favorite, I would say. So something I trialed this year was an optional add-on event. So I ran an event in Tampa. I've mentioned it a couple of times on the podcast and anyone could sign up for it. It was two days in Tampa and a ton of people came and I was super excited and happy with that. And I realized I would much rather have that be my business model where I have virtual events inside of my programs because I really love virtual retreats. I really love virtual events. I think they're much more business focused. But then also if someone does want to meet with me in person, they can do that at an add-on event. The other thing I started noticing was you know, with the clients who had been with me a little bit longer, we were just changing, right? Like our lives were just changing. So I had one client, um, she's still a client. She does a lot of horse shows, right? So if there's a conflict between her horse show and the retreat, then that's disappointing, right? I have clients who have kids. If they're not able to leave because of their kids, then that's also disappointing, right? People um, were getting pregnant and going on maternity leave and things like that. So there was just life happening. And I realized that, the trips did not matter as much as they did when we first started. I think when we first started the program, it was a lot of childless, you know, young 20 somethings, late 20 somethings. We had one person in the program the first year who had children, but they were older. They weren't toddlers or anything like that. So it just changed. And that didn't, that wasn't a priority for me anymore because these were now my friends, right? I could still go on these trips. It's just that it would be a non-businessy trip, which in many ways is more fun. And then also, you know, I wanted to start taking more of my own trips and doing my own travel and not being so overcommitted and having my schedule be dictated by that because I was still also running all of the virtual retreats and all of the virtual events inside of my Millionaire Mastermind, plus trying to do these out on events so that people can meet me in person. So it just got to be a little bit too much. And then also on top of that, these are my friends. So I'm trying to hang out with them outside of the program. So that was one of the reasons also why I decided to move away from that is I just don't want to have, not for the near future at least, any sort of programs where physical events are a part of the contract. I love and am happy to do that as a separate add-on, but I think just with everything that happened with COVID, that was a risk I wasn't willing to take anymore. The fourth reason why I decided to close down Inner Circle is because my millionaire mastermind solves the same problem. 
So one thing I found with my inner circle is that people weren't leaving, like they just kept resigning. So, you know, I told you many clients did three years with me, many clients did two years with me or clients who were with me for two years in inner circle and a year prior had been in a different mastermind, which is essentially three years, right? So they just weren't leaving and I could not scale that program, right? Like this is a very high touch private coaching level program. So I can't have unlimited numbers of clients in that, but I still wanted to help more people scale to seven figures. And so that's where the Millionaire Mastermind came from was helping six-figure business owners scale to seven fi- scale to seven figures in their business. And it's a really phenomenal program. And, you know, based on where you are, I think you can totally do that within one to three years. If you're coming in at 10K months, you know, maybe it might take you two years to hit seven figures. If you're coming in at 50K months, I think very easily and comfortably within one year, 18 months, you should be at, you know, hundred K plus months. I think, you know, some people are a little bit slower or faster than others. And the same exact thing was true in the inner circle, right? We had some people who hit seven figures right away. We had some people who did it the second year and it really doesn't matter how long it takes. It's just whether or not the program works, right? Like it works if you work it. And so millionaire mastermind works, the clients get results, the clients scale, people can move as slowly or as quickly as they want, but the support is there. And if I have two programs that solve the same problem, Inner Circle help you get to seven figures, Millionaire Mastermind help you get to seven figures, I'm basically splitting my attention. But I had no other choice, it felt like for me, but to open Millionaire and to really focus on making that program of the quality and of the level that you could hit seven figures inside of that program. But it was just a little bit kind of like, well, I'm doing the same thing in two spots. And one thing I really loved about Inner Circle, because as I was creating Millionaire, I was asking myself, like, how can I recreate that experience? And so one of the things that came up was I really loved the small community feel of Inner Circle. So Inner Circle never had more than 11 people total, 11 plus myself, so 12. Um, But it never, ever had more than 11 clients inside of that program. And I think, you know, even if we had, let's say 15, 16, it still would have felt pretty intimate. But um, the reason I kept it at that number was more so because of the number of private coaching calls, because I was doing a private coaching call every month um, with the clients inside Inner Circle. So I decided, okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and have pods inside of my millionaire mastermind. So everyone is in a pod and they are capped at a certain level so that it has that really intimate feel. And you know, my, my platinum pod kind of comes to mind at the moment, but that is just such a sweet, amazing, phenomenal, tight knit group. I love coaching them. And I have the same feeling and sense of community as I do inside of inner circle. And a lot of the clients who are in millionaire came to the Tampa event. So I know that if I have more of those add on events and potentially once I feel a little bit more comfortable in a post COVID world, you know, maybe we can turn our virtual retreats into in-person retreats. Um, But that's, I was getting the same vibes. Like I was getting the same community. So it was the exact same program, but just in two different places. And then the other thing is I recently added a couple of months ago to Millionaire, the option to add on private Voxer support. So it literally was the exact same program, getting the exact same results. And so what I wanted then was I wanted Inner Circle to solve a different problem. I wanted Millionaire to be the program that gets you to seven figures. And I wanted Inner Circle to be something different. And for me, what felt best was to have a kind of clean break and then start fresh, which brings me to my fifth reason, 
which is legacy. So for me, the word legacy had been dropping in literally daily for about eight months before I decided to close Inner Circle. So just every day I was hearing the word legacy, 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 legacy. And I remember I started talking about legacy a lot in my content. And then I noticed everyone else talking about legacy in their content. And I felt this kind of like, oh shit, I need to launch this before somebody else does kind of feeling. Um, But for me, legacy feels like turning your business into something bigger and into something greater that kind of outlasts you. You know, I'm, I'm 28, so I'm not necessarily worried about creating, you know, something for my children or grandchildren or great grandchildren. I think I've got plenty more time, but I think legacy is about turning that seven figure business into something so much bigger because for a lot of people, seven figures is the destination. When they hit seven figures, they feel like they've made it. I've been at seven figures for five years now. So for me, seven figures feels like the starting point, right? Me hitting a million dollars back in 2017 or whatever it was, so much fun, so great. Been there, done that five, six years over and over and over and over again. And so for me, now I want to have clients who are more so focused on hitting multiple seven figures or even eight figures. And I have had clients hit multiple seven figures inside private coaching and inside inner circle, but there started to be a bit of a disparity where there were clients, you know, making 150 K months or 400 K months even, but then also there were clients who were, you know, maybe doing 50 K months, which that's obviously still a huge win, but I wanted to have a a different kind of experience. So for me, legacy I'm still fleshing out the details and I've been kind of flirting with this idea for so long, but legacy is going to be a program for minimum seven figure earners who want to hit multiple seven or even eight figures in their business. It is going to be a very uh, private coaching heavy type program with a mastermind component. And I am planning on launching it at the end of the year. A lot of my clients who were in inner circle or are still in inner circle um, we'll be rolling into legacy if they're at that seven figure plus mark um, or private clients have decided that they're going to move into that program. But yeah, legacy, I think for me, that's that's what's next. That's the future. So inner circle was that kind of big thing for me for so long. But leg- legacy is what's next. And it was a very uncomfortable decision to close inner circle. And I want to talk about that because I think a lot of times people think, that decisions are easier. Like if something doesn't feel good, that doesn't mean it's right for you. In many ways, it didn't feel good to close down Inner Circle. That's a $2 million program for me. These are all my best friends. I've been running it. People fucking love this program. I get messages every week. I'm going to be in the Inner Circle one day. What do, like, how weird is that to close down the program that everybody wants to be in? But for me, I just knew that it was time. And I also knew that for me, Millionaire is the new inner circle. And I'm going to keep pouring so much into that program to make it the absolute best that I can. I have so many plans to keep scaling Millionaire, to keep making it phenomenal, to keep adding features to it, to keep experimenting and tweaking. But that program works if you work it. So I didn't need inner circle anymore. And also I was just so capped with it in terms of the number of people that I could support. I can support so many more people in Millionaire by still keeping them in pods and by having so so much support. I've talked about that program in other podcasts and you can go to the sales page and see details on how exactly it works. I don't want to get into a Millionaire rant here, but like, I love that program. Like I got that feeling in Millionaire of, I had that same level of connection and that same feeling of, 
these can be some of my greatest friends. Like I would love to be coaching these people two years, three years, four years, five years down the road. And also I just felt like millionaire was a much more sustainable investment in the long term. So I want people to be making $150,000 in millionaire and only investing $2,500, $2,800 a month. Like I just want it to be such a no brainer that millionaire pays for itself. And I think that with inner circle, it was, you know, obviously a much higher investment, 72,000 at the end, which I for sure think it's worth it. Um, but again, I was just capped on the number of people I could take. So millionaire became the inner circle. So if your goal was, I'm going to be in the inner circle one day, your new goal should be into millionaire because you're in a pod. So it is the exact same size feeling and vibe as inner circle. And if you want to get that boxer access or private access, you can totally add that on. So millionaire became the new inner circle legacy was dropping through. And yeah, I just wanted to have that because I feel like there's so many programs out there for the boys of how to scale from seven figures to multiple seven figures or seven figures to eight figures, but that doesn't exist in the female space. The only thing I've seen is some seven figure business owners will sell like VIP days or consulting packages, but there aren't actually like high touch, deeply connected, like true masterminds other than like, here's a weekend event, but like a true deep mastermind for seven figure plus female business owners. Not that I've seen, I've seen like memberships where they try to sell you into some yaya BS, but they don't actually do anything to help you. So yeah, I just feel like legacy. I'm, I'm about to tear some shit up with that. So if you're like, wow, where did all these people coming from who are now making $5 million? Hi, I did that. So that's my goal in terms of how I closed down inner circle. The challenge with it was that everyone was on a different timeline because it's a rolling enrollment program. And also people keep resigning, resigning, resigning. So since it was rolling, that was the big thing I had to deal with was just keeping in mind that everyone had a different end date. So I communicated in um, July of this year that the program would be closing to the people who were up for resign. And so some of those clients who are up for resign have moved into private coaching with me. Um, it, not so much because they, you know, were waiting for legacy or anything, but it was more so like, okay, I'm looking for that next level thing, which I think also for me was an indication like, okay, it's time to kind of iterate and keep innovating with my clients. Like they're looking for something new. I'm looking for something new. Let's co-create that together. So some of them are going to be coming back in January for legacy. Some have moved into private coaching. Um, some have moved on. That was definitely a scary decision for me to basically be like, hi, this is not really an option anymore. Um, but, and I was so stressed about it. Like I was so stressed about it, but it's been, I think about two months now. And I feel so much spaciousness in my schedule, right? Because I was going from something that was 70% of my coaching hours to at this point in the program, I would say it's maybe like 15% of my coaching hours. Like it is just night and day, the amount of mental space that I feel. And it's not because it was, you know, bad or wrong or anything, but it's just so different. Like it is such a change. It's like if you were just in high school or graduate school or college or whatever, and like that was your main thing. And then you're finished and you haven't yet started a job or done anything else. And you're like, wow, what do I do with all of this free time? Like, it's just, it's, it's been weird, but like in the best way. And I was so worried I would be so upset and stressed, but I'm not, I've kind of been like, I'm so glad I did that. That was so hard and scary, but I'm so glad I did that. So in terms of communicating that, um, to clients for the clients who are still in the program, cause we do still have three people in the program, um, as clients 
kind of left because their contracts finished and there wasn't really an option to resign for another year. I just communicated like, hey, like I have no plans to take um, anyone new in inner circle. So this is kind of the size that we're going to stay at. Um, and I've since, you know, communicated that I am not going to be doing another inner circle, but I will be doing another year of legacy. Um, so just communicating that to clients and just letting them know, like, I'm still a hundred percent in it. Like the program might be three people versus 10 people, but you're still going to get the same amount of service. And if anything, it's actually better because now there's so much more focused time in group coaching calls to spend on you as opposed to 10 people. And so I actually got a message from one of my clients. Um, we had about half the program finish one day and then literally like half to the size of people. And one of my clients, she messaged me and she was like, Hey Sabs, I'm definitely going to miss the other ladies, but it was so nice today being on the call and getting so much time with you. I got so much done. And that for me was like the biggest sigh of relief. Cause my fear was people were going to think, this sucks. This is so boring, but it's actually been the opposite. It's like, whoa, this is so nice. I get so much time with you. And so I think that's always just a good reminder that when you are making changes in your business, always communicate the benefits of a change to your client. They might not necessarily see that upfront, but just kind of communicating like you're going to get even more focus time. And then that them experiencing that, that for me just really put my mind at ease and made me feel super confident with my decision. And then um, just this past week, um, as I said, I have three clients in the program at the moment. One is still on maternity leave. She comes back at the end of the month. Um, so just two, it was only one client that day. So I don't record calls where it's just with one client. Any one-on-one -on -one calls are not recorded. So that one client just had the entire group call with me. Um, and she said that it was so nice. It was so nice for me as well, just to have that time with her. But yeah, it was just, it's very special, I think. And if you can find a way to still make it positive that, a program is winding down or a program is changing or people are leaving or whatever, it's going to be better for them, but it also is going to feel so nice for you. The next thing, just in terms of communicating how I closed it down was saying like inner circle is closing down, but that doesn't mean I'm going anywhere. So, you know, for a lot of my clients, like I know that they want to keep working with me. I know that they want to keep resigning with me. So I didn't want them to feel like because inner circle was closing down, I was closing down and they didn't have an option. So just communicating what your options are. So like you can go into legacy, you can go into millionaire, you can go into private coaching. Like I will still be here no matter what, like I'm going to work with you to keep supporting you and hitting your goals no matter what. Because for me, these are really close relationships I've built over the years. And, you know, maintaining that is really important to me. It's just not going to be an inner circle anymore, but I don't think that's, you know, a bad thing. I think sometimes change is good. And the other thing in terms of how I closed it down is this year, I didn't take any new clients. So starting from about January, February, December, I was really feeling that push of like, this needs to change. I think last year around August, when I signed a bunch of resigns, I knew that this was kind of going to be it. So um, yeah, I just didn't take any new clients and just kind of let it wind down and winding it down has actually been a really fun and sweet experience. And it reminds me of when I started the program. So as I said, I ran like a little trial program um, before I officially kicked off inner circle as a year long. And that had just two people in it. And so it kind of reminds me of that. Um, just kind of like hyper growth, super close community feel. So yeah, big decision, big change. Um, 
closing down a $2 million program that everybody loves, everybody wants to get into is not an easy decision, but I knew it was the right one for me, mostly just because I wanted to get that time back. I have been feeling like I need to make some big changes and I haven't really known what those are, but I knew that I wanted the space to figure out what that is. I also knew that I wanted to start playing a bigger game. I've been helping people get to you know, seven figures, two million, two and a half million, three million for a long, long time now. I've done it many, many times. 23 of my clients have hit seven figures. I had a client have a 700K launch. I had a client have a million dollar launch. I had another client have a 650K launch, 150K months, 300K months, 400K months. Been there, done that. And I was like, okay, we need a new challenge. We need a new Everest. We need a new summit point. So seven figures is the start for legacy period. And then we go from there. So I'm excited for it. I am very excited for all of these changes. I'm also just so excited that all of the experimenting and all of the kind of changes and tweaks I did with Millionaire paid off because I didn't want to lose that feeling of having a really close, tight-knit group of women because I think scaling to a million dollars as a woman is so transformational, especially if you have ever felt like you are getting paid less than you deserve or like you're getting overlooked for promotions or if you're feeling like you have to choose between family and career, being able to be a woman who's making a million dollars online, setting her own schedule is transformational. Like it is just absolutely life-changing. And I love that. Like that I think is just my mission more than anything is just to help women make millions online, get money into the hands of women. And I found that same feeling and that same connection and that same level of experience and excitement inside of Millionaire. And so I knew, okay, Inner Circle, it's time to release you. I got what I want. I got the friends. I still have the program inside of Millionaire. Now it's time for something new. So that's it. That's that's the story. I've been nervous about making this episode, quite honestly, um, because I knew people would be a little bit surprised because like I said, everyone's like, I want to be in the inner circle. Well, the inner circle is no more, but I have a lot of fun, exciting things coming next. So I hope you'll stay tuned and keep listening and I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Sabrina Phillip podcast. We release new episodes each and every week. So make sure to hit subscribe and leave us a five-star review. If you're a woman entrepreneur and you want to work with me to scale your business to six, seven, or even eight figures, send me a message because I'm currently accepting new clients. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I'll see you next week.